This is Evermore Poe, the turbulent youth of Edgar Allan Poe. Chapter 11 Eddie stumbled home in a mental fog after meeting Jane Stannard. He felt drunker than the time he got into Pa's Scotch. When he crossed Bank Street, he was yelled at by any number of men driving, Watch where you're going! Damn fool, kid! The cursing and screaming fell on deaf ears as a dazed Eddie meandered through the middle of the street, completely love-struck. Call me Jane, she had said. Eddie simply couldn't stop thinking about her. She was stunning in every sense of the word. The only aspect more beguiling than her beauty was her interest in him and asking to hear more about his work. Eddie had received accolades before, but that was from family. Their support always felt obliged. Plus, judging from the perplexed expressions of Ma and Aunt Nancy, or Juliet's recent laughing at his idea for a dream within a dream, Eddie was convinced no one at home understood the dark beauty of his work. Jane did. Eddie's mind turned to what she had said about having his own goals and not those of his family. It was true, Ma was grooming him into a Southern gentleman, Pa wanted to mold him into a businessman. Before he died, Eddie's grandfather, the respected military general David Poe Sr., had urged him to be a military man, and Headmaster Clark suggested he go into academia. Not a single one of them ever asked Eddie what he wanted. No one did that but Jane. She was different. Her essence, her casual beauty, her audacity to be so informal threw Eddie off course. She was the polar opposite of all the other court and socialites he had ever met. And because of Ma's constant involvement in seemingly every cotillion, tea, and salon in the city, Eddie had met them all, or so he thought. Somehow Jane had escaped the repressiveness of it all. She wasn't trying to be graceful. She just was. She didn't intend on stirring his emotions, but she did. In their brief time together, Jane gave Eddie something so magical, a sense of purpose or at least the glimmering promise of one. She understood him intrinsically. She didn't have to try. She put forth no effort. She just was. The more he thought about it, Eddie was convinced that the universe had brought Jane into his life for a reason. It was fate. What else could it be? Suddenly, he was hit by a wave of inspiration. New ideas for stories and poems flooded his mind at such a fast rate he couldn't remember them all. But one thing was for sure. He had found his muse. Evermore Poe is the historical account of a teenaged Edgar Allan Poe. If you'd like to learn more about Eddie's devolution to become the master of the macabre, please don't forget to follow and share this podcast. Evermore Poe was researched, written, produced, and edited by yours truly, journalist Chris Kosach. I began my research more than a decade ago using vetted journalistic methods with corroborated fact-checking from respected sources including the Library of Congress, periodicals obtained from multiple Poe museums, notable scholars and the National Archives, among other collections, strung together in a narrative style. In other words, my story is mostly true. Our music today is from Esther Abrami. It should be noted that some of the characters in Evermore Poe are composites of real people, including servants and slaves who lived in the Allen home at the time of our story. Please note, while Evermore Poe is based on fact, it should not be confused with the historic record. For that, I hope you will go down your own rabbit hole to research one of the most 
thrilling American authors of all time. Our story continues again next time on Evermore Poe. Until then, I'm Chris Kosach. Thank you for listening.